How's everybody doing today? I am so excited to be here. This is my last week here. I was going to say Pastor Phil will be back next week, but there he is. So it has been a real pleasure, and I hope you guys enjoyed the Warrior Series. This Today we're going to talk about, we're in the second part of Things Jesus Never Said. You know, so many times in Scripture we look at things and we think God says things that he never said. You know, like, he never said, you'll never have bad day, bad days. I originally, when I wrote this, I said day, and I just included the days. Because it really seems like they pile up, and we get overwhelmed when things go wrong. You know, I, I talk to so many people that say, I tried the Jesus thing. I went to church for two weeks. You know, I even put some money in the offering. But, you know, my girlfriend broke up with me. I lost my job. The plumbing backed up. And so they stop going to church. You know, it's so true that in our lives we we get confused that we think when we become a follower of Christ, when we, you know, we're doing everything we're supposed to, everything's going to be flowers and roses and bunny rabbits and kittens. You know, but it's not. We live in a fallen world and bad things happen. You know, it doesn't say in Scripture, whoever does the will of my Father will always get the best parking spot. If you lose your life for my sake you'll always look great in a swimsuit. It just doesn't say that. It says, but seek first the kingdom of God and you'll never get a pimple before prom. This just doesn't happen. Bad things happen to good people. You know, Jesus never promised you'll always have health, wealth, be thin, keep your hair. Well, you can tell that didn't work out. But, you know, it never turns out. We, everything bad happens to good people. But it's because we're in a falling world. The difference is when we know Christ... We have hope. We're always as hope in Christ. And it says in John's last words to his disciples before he prepared them for his mission, he goes, very, true, very truly, I tell you, you will weep and mourn while in this world. And that's true. We live in a fallen world. And, you know, that was probably a great motivational speaking to the disciples. You know, you're going to weep, you're going to moan, it's going to be bad. But it's true, we don't, but there's always hope in Christ, and that's what's so important. You know, the world is a bad place. It says, peace I give you. Don't give as the world gives. So our peace comes from different. You know, we don't mourn the same way a normal person mourns. We know we're going to see our loved ones again. We have that promise. There's always hope. You know, it is so important. Like it tells us in the scripture, very truly, very truly, I tell you, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve and your grief will turn to joy. A woman gives birth to a child, has pain because her time has come. But when the baby is born, she forgets the anguish because her joy that the child is born into this world. And that is so true. My wife's had two children. And I have heard, this is your fault. I have heard, you know, don't touch me. My wife, to calm my wife, you play with her hair. She's in labor with Joshua, and I'm playing with her hair. And all of a sudden, this voice comes out, which was demonic. She's like, stop touching me. You know, there was a lot of pain there going on. And I was worried it was going to be taken out upon me. But it's so true that we live in our lives, we forget. You know, but with you... It tells us in John 16, verse 22. So with you, now your lifetime of grief, but I will see you again, and you will rejoice, and no one will take that joy away from you. That is what we need to hang on to. 
life is not easy. I mean, I have a bad habit whenever I'm preparing a sermon. I live through it for the week. I mean, I really should preach about, like, ice cream or something. I don't know. This past week, I drilled into my hand at work. That was real fun. Our septic tank backed up not once, twice. And it was not a good week. <laughs> but you know what? There still was so much joy. I mean, the other night, I come upstairs. I'm exhausted. I lay down, and I'm like, the house is a mess. They're not coming out to fix the tank till Monday, which they came out early, but... My sons come up, and they lay down, and we are just talking and laughing. It's like all the bad stuff went away. you got to hang on to the joy. We always have joy in Christ. You know, my children are a blessing from God. You know, and the pain was worth it. And if you ask my wife that, it's funny. Whenever she gets mad, the labor time grows. You know, I was in labor with you for three days. No, you weren't. Shut up. Okay. (laughs) You know, but it's true. My mom was the same way. You know, the madder she got, the longer she was in labor with me. (laughs) Apparently the pain was worse than what I was doing. But we always have truth. And it tells us that in this next verse, in verse 33, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace in this world. I'm going to tell you right now, if you don't have Christ, you're never going to have peace in this world. You're never going to have hope. The only hope that we have comes through Jesus Christ. And a relationship with him. No matter what you're going through, whatever storm you're in, he's with you. If you don't have him in your heart, what hope do you have? Christ is the hope that is promised. He paid for our sins at Calvary. He went through a lot to to save us. We have a God that loves us so much that came to earth, became a baby, became a carpenter, smashed his hand probably with a thumb, you know, when he was working. You know, I mean, he went through everything. He, he probably stepped on stones, stubbed toes. He's God, and he went through this for you to give us the hope. He loves you that much. You know, when he tells us this, he says in this speech, he says, in me you may have peace. He didn't say you guys are going to crush this on your own. You go, girl. You'll always park close to the store. You'll never lose Wi-Fi connection. He said these things. He never said you want, or you'll never want to trade your kids in for a Chia Pet. You know? He said, <laughs> he said that we're going to have trouble because in me you have hope. You know what we're going through today, mourning the loss of a dear member of our church. We have hope. We know we're going to see her again. Right. If we didn't have Christ, we wouldn't have that hope. You know, I lost my mom about two years ago. And it was the most crushing thing I've ever went through in my life. I mean, my mom and I have been through you know where and back together in our lives. And it was like all of a sudden she's gone. And if I didn't have the hope and the promise that comes with Jesus and knowing that I'm going to see her again. She's in heaven right now with my two sisters that I lost. You know, she's going, we're going to see them again. We always have hope in Christ. And I urge you, if you feel God pulling on you to come home, to become a child of God, say yes, you'll never regret it. Billy Graham said that is one decision no Christian has ever regretted is to follow Jesus. And I think Billy Graham said a lot of great things. To me, that's one of the most important things. You know, whatever I've been through in life, whatever my friends have been through, they've all said the things, thank God I have Jesus in my life. And we lose that so much. Satan wants us to forget that most important thing is that relationship with God. They want us to focus on the pain, not 
what happens in the promise that Christ gave us. You know, it says, in this world you will have trouble. You know, pain is promised in this world. Struggle is certain. Suffering in this world, is you can't avoid it. I know that's not a, that's not a feel-good message, so, but it's the truth. It's part of life. But something happens in the middle, you know. We get struggled, you know. We lose our confidence. We battle depression, anxiety, bad news, financial struggle. That sounds like a Tuesday in my life some days. But we always have hope. You know, we have health challenges. But this world is a fallen world. And we don't live for this world. We live for the next world. I was looking at, I love reading Christian books. I love some of the authors. But I looked at one and said, the best life ever. And I'm like, I hope not. <laughs> I'm like, Let's, that's one of those books you just toss in the garbage. Because this is not our best life. Our best life is ahead of us in heaven with God. And it's, you know, can you imagine waking up and nothing hurting anymore? You know, I come, you know, back when I was younger, I had a right and lefty. Now I got a good one and bad one. You know, but when we heaven, all that goes away. Every tear will be wiped away. That's amazing. That's a hope we have. You know, we get so much pressure in this world because we're trying to focus on what's happening and not what's ahead. You know, some of our people are like, where's God? In trouble and trials and hardships, proven faith never comes from good times. Proven faith comes from when you're struggling, when you're doubting, when you're worried about what's going on. I mean, look at Peter. Peter went from denying Christ to being the rock of the church because he was afraid of what was happening. You know, he's went through a lot. He was in the time... Um, when Jesus' followers were around between 60 and 65 A.D., when Nero was emperor, they were killing Christians. They were using them as candles. You know, it was horrible times, but their faith grew. It tells us in Peter 1, verse 6, So be truly glad. There is a wonderful joy ahead. Even though you must endure many trials for a little while, these trials show you that your faith is genuine. Genuine faith never comes without conflict. You know, it is so important that we remember that. We get so confused that we think that when we accept Christ and we're following the Bible and we're doing what we're supposed to do, everything is going to be perfect. It's not going to be. We live in the fallen world. We have an enemy that's out there that wants to destroy us. And this is his world for right now. And he's stepping up his game right now because he knows his time's short. And it's so, so true. You know, Jesus told the parable of the seeds when he threw the different seeds and they landed, one landed in rocky soil, one landed in, you know, well, they landed in different places. And the ones that took root and grew were the ones that landed in good soil. And that good soil comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, so many times in my life I've gone through a storm and I have, I'll be honest with you, I doubted God was there. It's only when I got through it that I realized that the only reason I got through it was he was with me. He never leaves you. It's like the boat when the disciples were in it or in the storm. Jesus sleeping in the boat and they're panicking. You know, me, I would be like, wake him up, get him up. He was there. We have to have faith. We grow through trials and trouble. You know, so many times we get upset, you know, I have a migraine, God doesn't love me. You know, you get rejected for grad school, God's not real. You know, a loved one dies, you can't trust him. 
But we always forget what's so important is God loves us no matter what. He's with us. He shares our pains. He shares our tears. You know, we're going to have rejections in this world. Sometimes it prepares us for something greater that's coming. I'll never forget when I went for my district license. I went there, and I mean, I knocked out my classes, and this guy was on the board. They turned me down. I left there. I was crushed. I mean, Michelle wouldn't even talk to me in the car. We stopped on the way home, and she went into the Yankee Candle and the Bath and Body Works, which I used the excuse that I, I finally got out of going in there because I just wanted to pray alone in the car. And it took me to say, God, whatever you want, I'm not stopping. I get a call from Steve Ward at the time, it was our district thing, to call him back. And I'm like, what now? I'm going to have to wait another three years. And I got my district license. I think it was the moment God wanted me to say, whatever you want, it's not of me. And his will was done. We all are going to face storms, and there's always light at the end of the tunnel. We just have to trust God. You know, a faith that has never been tested is not a faith you can trust. That is so important. Our faith is tested. We live in a fallen world. You know, we're being prepared for a purpose. We grow stronger. We get prepared. You know, if you go to the gym and you don't hurt the next day, you haven't done anything. You're not growing anything. It takes pain to grow. You know, I've taken martial arts since I was 14. I have lived with Ben Gay. He's been a friend of mine. <laughs> you hurt because you're training. You're being prepared. And we're being prepared through our storms in our lives to help other people. Our stories and our scars and our bad days give people hope because they see that you have made it through that time. It is so important always to remember you know, you, you, you can't gain strength without resistance. That is the truth. And we have plenty of resistance in this world. Just watch the news. Our faith is always tested. But we have a promise. Like I tell you guys so many times, we fight from victory, not for victory. Christ won this battle. We're just doing the finishing, finishing the story. It is so hard to sometimes when you're you're worried about how you're going to pay the bills, how you're going to to have faith. You know, my favorite line is, "You don't know what it's like." I'm like, uh, "Excuse me, we've all have problems in our lives, and everybody thinks their problem and what they're going through is the worst. It is to you, but believe me, there's other people that've been through it, and they're still here. God loves us. He's never going to leave us hanging. He's never going to forsake us." As much as the devil wants us to believe that, God's not going to finish it and not going to finish the work in you. It's a lie. God never gave up on anybody. I know he surely didn't give up on me. And like, you know the picture of the face palm? I'm sure I made Jesus do that at least 50 times in my life. You know, we all goof. We all mistake. You know? Newsflash, easy and comfort never make you stronger. Sitting on the couch eating Cheetos is not going to make you stronger. Getting out and running five miles, or crawling five miles in my case, will make you stronger. It takes effort. It takes resistance. It takes that to grow muscles. You know, when you want to lose weight, you have to do effort. You can't read a book to lose weight. Although they try to tell you that. 
You can eat whichever you want. Just read this book. Okay. What do you do? Eat the pages? No. <laughs> but it says this in James, which I always tell somebody who's going through a hard time, read the book of James. To me, it's one of the books that God prepares us that, hey, there's going to be trouble in this life. In James chapter 1, 2 through 4, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete and not lacking anything. You know, that's true. When we are through something, we grow from it. When we go strength, we've been through a storm. We know the next storm coming. We can make it because we made it through how many in our lives? God is always with us. You know, we get discouraged. We get overwhelmed and afraid. Could it be that God is preparing you for something to come? He is preparing you for a battle that you're facing. You think about it. He prepared Joseph to save a nation. He was rejected. He was sold into slavery. He was falsely accused. He prepared David to defeat the the Goliath. Let me try that again. He fought lions and bears with a slingshot. I don't want to take on a lion and bear with a slingshot. (laughs) You know? But he did that. He prepared Peter to preach at Pentecost. Jesus failed Christ. You know, I mean, Peter failed Christ. He failed Jesus. He, he was so crushed and he was reinstated. Jesus knew he was going to do it. He knew he was going to have a weak moment. And he still reaffirmed him and called him back and said he was going to be the rock of the church. And he preached that amazing sermon on Pentecost. And he was amazing. He also said the favorite thing I've ever read in the Bible, I must obey God rather than man. To the Sanhedrin, the same people that crucified Christ, the same person that was so afraid that he denied Christ three times, stood in front of them and said, I must obey God rather than man. It's preparation. And it's so important that we always remember. Compliments and praises do not ever prepare you for rejection. Rejection of everything coming on your life. You know, rejection of being fired, anonymous letters. Trials, we, trials won't weaken your faith, they grow your faith. Tell yourself it's not just pain, it's preparation. You know, we, we, turn things, we get turned down. We, it, we have to get tough, we toughen up. The offense purifies the heart. The loneliness sometimes in our lives teaches us to trust God like never before. When we feel betrayed, it, it explain, expands your capacity to love and forgive. You know, last week I talked about forgiveness. To me, that is one of the hardest things for us to do is forgive. And what's so sad is when we stay angry at other people in our lives and stuff, the only person we're hurting is ourselves. You have to let it go. The only person you're hurting is ourselves. God forgave us. We need to forgive others. Like I said, Jesus never said, I forgive you, but you don't have to forgive them. Like I talked about last week. You know, and the setback is setting you up for God to show up and show off. I love when God shows off in my life, in our lives. It's amazing. You know, sometimes I, when I'm in the middle of something going wrong, I sit back and I'm waiting for God because I always know He's going to show up. And it's never in a small way. God never shows up in a small way. And I'll never forget. Right after my mom died, the day of her funeral, I'm getting ready to preach. My mom loved butterflies. I still have butterflies 
all over my house because of my mom. And I'm walking out to preach my mom's sermon, and there's a monarch butterfly flying right on the walkway. And I'm like, that little thing was still so big to me. You can say it was coincidence. I don't believe in coincidence with God. God always has the perfect plan. You know, when God shows up, great things happen. You know, when you're wrecked with pain, the promise in you, there is preparation from your pain. We don't always see it at the time, but we always grow. I don't know what I'm going through. Yeah, that's like people always say, you don't know what I'm going through. We all have our own trials, but we all know we have a God that is there for us. Jesus always said, in the world you have trouble, but in Christ you have peace. There is no peace without Christ. You know, when we're facing a divorce, cancer, you know, children on drugs, abuse, financial bankruptcy, in the world, yeah, that's terrible, but in Christ we have hope, no matter what we are facing. In me you have peace. It says this in John 1, 5 through 4, For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. For it is, is it that overcomes the world only the one who believes that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? That is the one scripture to hang on to. Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He loves us. And in John 16, verse 33, it says, In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. We have Him with us. And that is what's so important to always hang on to. We have a God that loves us so much He was willing to die for us. He gave us salvation freely. All we have to do is ask for it. He gave us hope in Him. Like I said, if you're going through something right now and you don't have Christ, it's not going to get any better. But if you are in Christ, it will get better. There's always a victory. You know, like I said, my mom passed away from a, a major stroke. She's in heaven now. There's the victory. She's with my, my, my sisters and my dad. There's the victory. And I'll see them again. Yeah, we miss, we mourn in this world. But there's always hope that we'll see Him. We have the promises. And if anybody ever read the Bible, is there a promise in there Jesus never kept? Anybody think of one? No. He keeps His promises. And He promised us that we will have the hope that is in Him. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. I really believe that there's somebody out there that's hinging on that decision to follow Christ. And I believe today you should should make that decision to ask Him into your heart, to find the hope that we have, to share the joy that comes from knowing this pain that we're going through and these troubles that we're going are preparing us for greater things. Like I said, you can't go to the gym and not hurt and not, not get stronger. It's when your muscles are fatigued, when you're tired is when you grow. I know in my life, my darkest storms is when I have become closer to God. You know, it's easy just to float around when everything's great, when they're, you know, you're living in the Mary Poppins world. When it gets real is when bad things happen. 
And that is when our faith comes in. And that's when our faith grows. It is so important to remember that God is with you. He's never going to leave you. He's never going to forsake you. That would be a good place for an amen. He loves us. God loves us so much he sent his son. And that's the biggest thing in in the world. You know, I think about that. I have a father of two boys. There's no way I could sacrifice them for anybody. But God loves us so much that he sent his son to die for us. That is a love we'll never understand until we get to heaven. And we have that promise. So, like I said, God never said you're not going to have bad days. But he did say, take heart, I have overcome the world. I'm going to shut, stop a little short today because we're doing the memorial service and everything. But really take it to heart. And I want you to know that no matter what you're facing, God is with you. And there's people out there that are willing to come and stand beside you and fight for you who love you. That's what I love about the Nazarene church. I'm privileged. I get to preach at two churches. I work at two churches. I have two church families. And I know at any time I can call somebody and we can pray together. I know, And you can call me and I'll pray with you. I am never too busy to pray. And God's never too busy for you. Always remember that. God is never too busy for you. You know, you can't sleep at night. Turn your problems over to God. He's going to be up all night anyway. Pray continuously. God will never put you on hold. He's not the cable company. You know, He always has time for you. It's the problem is we get so caught up in what we're going through that we don't have time for Him. Dear Heavenly Father, thank You so much for Your Son, Jesus Christ. Thank You for the hope in the trials. But all the pain that we're going through, the trials we're going through, prepare us to be stronger in faith, to become a light in this world. And there is somebody out there today that's just standing on the doorstep of asking me their heart. Let this be the day that they make the decision to ask you into their heart. And let the angels rejoice and throw a party because it's what they do every time somebody comes home. Thank you for your love. Thank you for loving us when we were unlovable. In your heavenly name I pray. Amen.